oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Chelsea oh my is stressed. Do, 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 do. Are we recording now? Da, da, da. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. Lord. Lord, give me a sign. Give me a call from your heavenly line. What's that from? Fame. Na 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 na, what you is what you want from me. Keep me from being or eating whatever's in front of me. <laughs> gotcha. But All no, right. we're not covering fame. Well, hello, Emily. Oh, hello, Chelsea. It's so, so nice, nice to be have you back where you belong. In front of a podcast mic with alcohol. That's I, where we belong. I'm actually out of alcohol, but I know you still have I some. I still have a little. Mm-hmm. I have my coffee still. Yes. Yeah. So just... we're covering in Diva Month. Our last Diva uh, extraordinaire show is Hello, Dolly, because there's so many Divas that have come through. Oh, my through. gosh. So many Divas came through oh, Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly is the Diva show. Which is the dress that you're wearing in our... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're just we're wearing opposite things, we're, but you're covering Hello Dolly. I, but the dress that I'm in for our cover art this month is the movie dress, yeah. not the stage. I specifically asked Christy for that one because I was like, I like this one, even though <laughs> the the one that she wore originally on Broadway is now in this like a Miss Smithsonian Museum. The Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. I, I think it's ever... red. I think it is too. Mm-hmm. It is red. Yeah, it is. The original. Meanwhile. Oh, hey. Hey, Chels. Hey, Emily. What are you drinking? I've got some leftover mimosa. <laughs> it sounds like we... From we, this morning. I was like, we went to lunch and we were gone for a lot longer than I think we were intending. Yeah. But, but I just had a bunch of iced tea, so I know I'm going to have to pee soon. Yeah, good. So I had, I had some iced tea and I had some water and I have a mimosa in front of me and I still have some leftover... Um, Apple crisps. A lot of alcohol and non-alcoholic liquids. Yeah, all the things. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What are you drinking? I had my coffee from 7 a.m. this morning. That you didn't drink. That I didn't drink. It's still pretty full. Yeah, we need to pop open some more wine. I, I, I do have rosé in the fridge, but mm. I also need to clean my house. God, I love her. Rosé is the best. <laughs> hey, anyway. Hey, Chelsea. Emily. What are you whining about? <sighs> Was it the fact that Trinity wasn't open? Yes. No, that's us, not going to be my it wine. It took us three no. tries to find lunch. That's not <laughs> going to be my wine today. I'm going to let you have it if we need it. Okay. If we need it. Uh, no, I think my wine is going to be about one of my other jobs. Oh. But it's like a sparkling wine too, but also... Oh, I know we're going to get rained out. So I've been helping to plan this little kickoff day thing at the church I work for. And I got some like free tickets to a show for a bingo prize game. Because okay. like, we're trying to get people to come out who wouldn't normally come out or people who, thank you, Olive, who would come out and stay after service. We're trying to get them to come and hang out. So we're going to do this like we got free Jason's Deli box lunches. So we don't have to oh, hand out stuff. Oh, that's so yummy. You should come. It's free. Do they have the... Did you get... We've did got you, gluten-free, too. Yay! We have gluten-free stuff I as will, well. I will consider coming. Coming up. So it's going to be like at 
12.30 or so, mm. right after the second service. So Do I have to go to service no, to go? Okay. No, you don't have to go to service. <laughs> you can just show up. But like it's, a, it's our ministry fair, so we're presenting all the different ministries that we have. Um, and I, I just had to wait and wait and wait and wait to find out if I could actually do my ministry because one of the things that I was doing was trying to create this drama class, drama group, and it got canceled due to Esther. Our show was supposed to go up a month after, and then you know we got canceled in March. Oh, Esther got canceled es- because Esther of COVID. Esther got canceled because of COVID. I was so. like, it got canceled because of Esther, and I'm no, like, no, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> My the play that the musical I was putting on. I'm at trying, the same time I was doing Heather's. When you were doing Heather's, yeah. it got it was canceled because of COVID, and yeah. we so we went online, and then hoping that we could continue rehearsals and then come back and perform. And I'm like, yeah, y'all, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. After about a month of that, so I created a new drama program that was virtual, yeah. and I had quite a big following. So I had to wait for approval. And now it's like all last second and it's like, yeah, you can do your drama club in person. That's fine. Masks on and all that. So it's just frustrating trying to get anything started right now. Um, and, but I'm really looking forward to this, this kickoff day. I think it's going to be fun and we've got all this exciting stuff and I love bingo and I get to run bingo <laughs> and you like to spin the thing. That I like to spin the, the thing. Yeah. And I like to, I like bingo a lot. And one of our prizes, there's be a raffle as well for a massage envy gift card. Oh, I, know. I want that. I'm like, I really want that. I was like, can I get it? Even though I'm helping run this, this sounds great. So, um, anyway, I'm excited about it, but but there's a hurricane heading our way. The tropical depression since this morning has now turned into a potential hurricane. Well, I haven't even checked the weather, but it, I assume it did. It's, it, it did. did. Yeah. I figured it, they well, said they said it wasn't would. like they were like it's a it's a hurricane is threatening, but they're like it's not yet a hurricane, but it it's will very, be one. Very very soon it will be one because the the waters are very warm in the Gulf of Mexico, and it's just now getting into the Gulf of Mexico. So we could have a hurricane by this weekend, and we don't have a rain contingency plan for this because it was supposed to be all outdoors. Yeah. Socially distant. So we don't have a contingency plan for this. And so I guess that means no bingo. We'll just pass out box lunches and I don't know. Wait, can can we play bingo? I mean, we can. I've been <laughs> playing. Okay, okay, okay. It's here's, actually kind of funny. Here's also my wine. Okay, we're ready. Your, oh my gosh. So wait, we're playing bingo at the church. Okay. But also my wine is that I started playing bingo about a month ago on my phone and you can play and win enough tickets to be able to translate that into money. Did and you? then you can play with money and then yeah. you can win more money. I've been doing this for a month now, just playing and I'm obsessed with it. And I am still at five cents. I have five cents. You mean you can't make money from an app you downloaded? Oh my for god, free? no, you won't let me. You can only wow. cash out. You can only cash out when you get to ten dollars, and I'm pretty sure the only way you can get to ten dollars is if you put money into it, which I'm not going to do. Wow, you figured wow. out the scheme. I figured you figured it out. out. Here's the headline: Tropical depression likely to become major hurricane on on way to U.S. Gulf Coast. Yay, that's but us. Looks like it's hitting like Louisiana just head on. Like yes. like the whole like Louisiana is just completely red and so is what is next to Louisiana? Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama is too. We've got we've <laughs> got like one track that says it's going to come to us, but either way we're going to get hit with rain bands we'll all get weekend. Rain. Also, so. I want to point out just because that was a stupid question. I when people generally learn about states and capitals, I was living overseas. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the geography of the states, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Honestly, the only reason I know Alabama's next to Louisiana is because I've driven through it a few yeah, times. Yeah, and that's why I was like, I couldn't remember if it was Mississippi um, or 
Alabama. Most, <laughs> most people are not going to be able to tell you that. Because I always think Alabama is next to Georgia, too, but it, I guess it goes Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. But Can you I just always... say Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia are all the same place? Exactly. That's why I'm like, Mississippi, I know it's there. I just think it exists on either side, depending on which way you go. Yeah. Yeah. Family. <laughs> hey, Charles. What are you whining about today? Um, I'm going to go ahead and whine about Trinity because I was, oh, well, it was like a sparkling wine because it, I was, we were really we're <laughs> craving Trinity, which you heard about for the last, the first two weeks of this month. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But we went and they're, they're closed due to an emergency. That's why they were not answering the phone. It's probably COVID. I, I, maybe, but then we moved. We were like, oh, we'll just go to the next place over. They're and not open they yet. were closed. <laughs> And so we went to the place on the end, which I've always driven by but never gone. Peruvian. It's Peruvian food. Place. And yeah, I had I had a delicious paella. Mm-hmm. And I had really good fried, fried rice. Or fried, fried rice. rice. With like pork so and chicken. You could have gotten, I could have gotten shrimp in it, but it was more expensive. Yeah, and I got like yuca sticks, which I love yuca sticks. So mm. I was like, I was, it was good. I told, I told the waiter and they let Olive eat inside with us, yeah. which was really sweet. Oh yeah, because we were outside and it started and to rain. Started pouring down rain. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, the manager was like, please come in. <laughs> please come inside bring your dog yeah and they're like you can leave the dog and i'm like are you sure and she i know because olive is such a good dog inside she's, she's really good she's a good girl like the girls the women from across the restaurant wanted to tell us how good she is and i couldn't hear her yeah she started telling us her life story and i'm like i can't hear and we're like ah, ha, ha, ha. she's like my dog all i heard was dog died and we're like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> i can't hear you so that's like the sparkling ish wine i know it's kind of all over the place but I don't know. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good over here. Yeah. Hello. 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 What? Dolly. Oh. Well. I'm like, Chelsea, do it. Do it. Hello. Dolly. (laughs) I was just moving straight from the wines into. You ready for some background? I'm ready for the background of this show. Because I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, we're trying to. This is a marathon. This is a marathon day. Okay. Background. (laughs) Disgusting. You're welcome. Nope. Didn't want that. Hello, Dolly. Hello. Is a 1964 musical with lyrics and music by Jerry Herman and book by Michael Stewart based on Thornton. Thornton Wilder's 1938 farce, The Merchant of Yonkers, which Wilder revised and retitled The Matchmaker of 1955. I did not know it was a Wilder. That's that's awesome. It is, and Wilder got his story from another story in the 1800s. Well, I expect no less. From the so this this actually dates back all the way to like 1850. This story of this woman who's Matchmakes. this matchmaker and this bigger, larger-than-life woman. Right? I have seen Hello, Dolly. I never actually put two and two together that she is considered a matchmaker. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's why I relate so much with Dolly. Mm-hmm. I can... I Wait, can I tell a story real quick? Yes. Okay, this is so stupid. It's a really short story. Pretty much every person I've ever dated or gone on dates with have dated me and then have gone on when we broke up to find the person they're going to marry. <gasps> You're that person. I'm that person. <laughs> Just leave everything to her. That's uh, that's one of the songs that they wrote for Barbara Streisand for the movie. The mm. Just Leave Everything to Me. And that's when you really pick up that Dolly Levi is a matchmaker. But the whole thing that we're you'll see later in the synopsis with um, 
was it Irvin, Irvine, Irving, and her boyfriend, who's Tommy Toon in the movie, mm-hmm. the little girl and the really tall dancer guy, uh, she's matchmaking them. Yeah. But she's also matchmaking the hat lady and... Uh, Wait, Irene, Irene and, like, and, Cornelius yeah, and Barnaby and Minnie. She's matchmade them without them even knowing it. Yeah. You know, so she's... She's like, <laughs> no, no. She's just got her little fingers in, in everybody's everybody's business. So, but I love her. I love her so much. So Hello, Dolly is one of my favorite musicals. Love, I love it so much. Grew up watching the movie. With, and it's full of divas. Full of divas. So, so full. divas, the role of Dolly Gallagher Levi was originally, originally written for Ethel Merman, but she turned it down, <gasps> as did Mary Martin. Also oh. turned it down. Although both eventually played the role, they both huh. turned down the the chance to originate it. Okay. Merrick then auditioned Nancy Walker, but hired the lovely and talented Carol Channing. Yes. Corn. When did I eat corn? Who created her signature role as Dolly. So director Gower Champion was not the producer's first choice. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of like, yeah, but maybes on this, on the hiring. So it was not the director's first choice. Actually, Hal Prince was his first choice, but Hal Prince turned it down. What the fuck? This is a fun show. Guess who else turned it down? Jerome Robbins. I was like, who comes with the Hal Prince, but who his, comes with his, Hal Prince, his good Jerome friend. Robbins. Yep. <laughs> And Joe Layton. I don't know him as well. (laughs) So, Hello, Dolly debuted at the Fisher Theater in Detroit on November 18th, 1963, directed and choreographed by Gower Champion and produced by David Merrick, and then moved to Broadway in 1964 into the St. James Theater, and it ran for 2,844 performances. Holy fuck. St. James is where Frozen was. Uh Uh-huh. So, holy fuck, Batman. The show, holy performances, Batman. Holy performances, Batman. The show has become one of the most enduring musical theater hits with four Broadway revivals and international success. Think about that for a second. Four Broadway revivals. One in 1975, one in 1978, 1995, and 2017. We'll get like to that. It's like Cabaret. It's like Cabaret. It's into seven revivals oh, yeah. across Broadway and, oh, and beyond. London, but. So the Broadway original show was a not it was nominated for 11 tony awards whoa and it won 10 wow including best musical it actually set this show hello dolly set the awards record and held it for 37 years oh i want to say until did hamilton, hamilton or dear evan hansen take uh, it over? it's either hamilton or dear evan hansen yeah so the the show album hello dolly or wicked uh, maybe, I don't know. Huh. The show <laughs> album, Hello Dolly, an original cast recording, was inducted into the Germany, I'm sorry, into the Grammy. <laughs> the Germany. Germany. My brain isn't working. <laughs> into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2002. And the album reached number one on the Billboard album charts on June 6, 1964, and was replaced the very next week by Louis Armstrong's album, Hello Dolly, where Louis Armstrong was uh, featured also in the film version of the show. So Louis Armstrong was a very popular jazz trumpeter and singer. Yes. And we love, we love Louis Armstrong, but he, this was his first time to be at the top of the charts was with this song that he covered from the musical Hello Dolly. And he was featured later in the movie singing it in the big grand hall, hall, dance thing in well hello Dolly. oh yeah. hi lewis i love the way how, uh, how they interact with each other it's so yeah. cute uh bet midler 
revived the role of Dolly Levi in 2017 and was nominated, the show was nominated for 10 Tony Awards and won four. But um, Bette Midler won for Best Actress. I just, I'm, I'm laughing at the, uh, having Sanderson, what is her name? Winifred. Winifred. San, yeah, Winnie Sanderson. She's mm-hmm. like, what a glorious morning. It's sick. You know, she did things before that show, right? No, that's, that's, no, she definitely Hocus did. Pocus is where she came from. Beaches. <laughs> she was in Beaches. You she Beaches. Was, you a Beaches. You're a Beaches. Also, like, have you ever seen Bette Midler's Gypsy? No, I haven't yet. I haven't uh, actually seen Gypsy. Go watch the movie with Bette Midler. It's so good. It's great. I love it. I love her. Anyway, it was also made into the 1969 film Hello, Dolly! by 20th Century Fox, <laughs> which is the, the movie I love and adore. I used to watch it with my grandmother and my mom all the time. I love this movie. It won three Academy Awards, including Best Score of a Musical Picture, and was nominated in four other categories, including Best Picture and the 42nd Academy at the 42nd Academy Awards. Dolly Levi is played by one of my favorite Divas of all time, Miss Barbara Streisand. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of her or not. I, I, who? The, B- the woman who Barbara. cloned her dogs? Yes. Barbara Streisand was Dolly Levi. And we also see the Phantom of the Opera himself, Michael Crawford, in, the sh- in this... Not Ben Crawford. Not Ben Crawford. <laughs> Michael Crawford. Michael Crawford. Plays, um, not Cornelius, what's the other one? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, isn't it Cornelius? Cornelius! Yeah. Uh, Michael Hackle. Cornelius Hackle. I'm like, I'm on a different Wikipedia page right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm so looking at Tony Awards. Michael Crawford played Cornelius Hackle yeah. in the movie. In and, 1975. And Tommy Toon is, plays the boyfriend. Tommy Toon is a, a Houston native. And actually, at, at Theater Under the Stars, there's this um, Tommy Toon Awards where he has come and host his own award ceremony oh, before, yeah. which is really cool. I, I am a huge fan of Tommy Toon. I think he's great. Um, he did not host it when I was a part of it, but he live-streamed himself in when I was part of that, when I was in high school. Oh, yeah, because like, cool high schools in Houston do cool things like that. Where mm-hmm. where I went to high school, we I had no idea about any of that. It only started my senior, junior or senior year. But, like, Jimmy Awards have been around for a while, haven't they? No. Oh. So the Jimmy Awards happened after the Tommy Toon Awards started? Anyway, I don't really know. I know, because I'm like, I feel like it was... It was when it I was, was in high school is when that stuff started. Yeah, so I was in high school after you. So right. it, So it existed, but we did not do anything of the sort in my city. Okay. Or anywhere near us. Well, that was that's the first time we ever started doing stuff like that um, was my sophomore year. I think it was sophomore year. We were doing Honk. And they came out for Honk, and I think we got a nomination for... Of all the shows, Honk. Honk. I think we got a nomination for, like, Best Leading Actress or something, which if you're in the Tommy Toon Awards here in Houston, if you're nominated in high school, if your show is nominated, if you're nominated for Best Musical, you you get to come out and perform... A number. A number. If your show is nominated for, like, best lead or best, you know, actress, whatever, uh, those people get to come out and do, like, a medley with each other. So they pick, pick, like, the top five or six people. So I was never part of that. But at the very end of the show, there's this song that they used to do that Michael Tapley choreographed. Oh, Michael. Michael Tapley, him. yeah. And he, he choreographed uh, Keep Your Eye on the Goal. So if you ever got to do Keep Your Eye on the Goal before they replaced it with a new song and Michael Tapley was no longer part of it, I see you. 
<laughs> I see you. We did this together, y'all. Michael's anyway. actually doing a show at Ovations right now. Oh, sweet. So, you want some tea? I love tea. Is, is there honey in it? There's no honey. What about some gin? Yes, there's Is it going to be bitter? A little bit. Okay. So the film had, from day one, lots of tension on set. Naturally. With Streisand clashing with her co-star, Mathau. So, uh... Who? Oh, my God. What's his name? Oh, his, her Horace Vandigan, Vandigelder, Walter Matthau. Yeah. Uh, they hated each other. Oh, well. So she's supposed to be in love with this man. He's yeah. supposed to be annoyed by her. And then by the end, you know, they kind but, of... You know, the yeah. typical. The typical thing. But the whole, like, him rolling his eyes at her on set is 100% authentic. Oh. He hates her in the movie and in real life. They hated each other. And they fought all the time. Uh, and she, Streisand fought with the director, Kelly, like hmm. fought with the director. Michael Kidd, the choreographer, also had conflicts with the costume designer, Irene Sharaf, and, and Kelly, the director, uh, to the point that he and Kelly were no longer on speaking terms by the end of the movie. The <laughs> then tensions came to a head in a heated argument between Streisand and Walter Matthau on June 6, 1968, on a hot day in Garrison, New York, which is where they filmed most of most of it. Most of the Yonkers scenes, the outdoor yeah. Yonkers scenes, is in Garrison, the day after the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. They were projecting their emotions. Oh, yeah. It was a full projection. Yeah, but when you hate someone, it makes it even easier to, yeah, <laughs> to project. Projecting. Songs, as well as footage from the scenes, such as put on your Sunday clothes, put on your Sunday clothes when you feel down and now, and it only takes a moment, were prominently featured. In the 2008 Disney Pixar film Wall-E, so all of you children that grew up on Wall-E, you're like, oh, that's where I know that music. <laughs> Imagine me slapping you in the face right now. <laughs> Don't slap children, Chelsea. But they also like show the movie in Wall-E, so I do appreciate they're trying I've to. I've never seen Wall-E. <gasps> Go see Wally. You know, it took me a while so to see cute. up. I just don't like sad movies, and oh, Pixar's always sad. Yeah, well, Wally's more hopeful and then also uh, sad. Yeah, I know. I saw the fat people on the on the on the machines, yeah. and it gave me an anxiety attack. I'm sure. And then I think about all the pie I had for lunch. Oh, yummy! So I'm gonna just name some of these peoples that have done the, the all, all of them people that have done <laughs> who have done the Dolly Levi role. So we've got. Carol Channing, who, woo-hoo, woo-hoo, 1964, West End, Mary Martin, got her, film, <laughs> Barbara Streisand, 1975 Broadway revival, Pearl Bailey, that was a mostly black cast, Aww, yay. which was fantastic, and Pearl Bailey was fucking phenomenal. I was looking through, I was like, hey, these, uh-huh. Pearl Bailey, we talked about her on our Instagram. I talked, I guess I talked about her on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, on the Instagram. Uh, for, for Black History Month, yeah. I posted a bunch of fun facts about Broadway, and Pearl Bailey was one of them. So that was the first all-black uh, Hello, Dolly. Yay. And she was Dolly Levi. Love her. Carol Channing came back and did it on Broadway in 1978 and the West in 1979. Yes, yes. Also, side note. Nobody wanted Barbara Streisand to be in the movie. They wanted Carol Channing. So the movie did not get very great reviews. They were not happy with it. Because I mean, they wanted Carol Channing. Do they Channing. really want... Uh, it's Carol like, Channing? Carol Channing is just such a special type of actor. Like I, We talked about this, I feel like, in the past. Barbara was just... She's very young for that yeah. role. And, and Carol Channing's like 
She's Gigi. Yeah, well, and she's supposed to be a widower, yeah, right? Or a widow. widow. She's supposed to be a widow. She's supposed to be a little older. It makes her look like a, a money-grabbing thief, you know, like gold digger to be so young like yeah. Barbara Streisand. And that's why I think I have, but like... Dolly even, Levi is Barbara Streisand to me. See, that's the thing. Is like I think whenever I've watched it, I've always been confused because I'm like... Isn't she supposed to be old? Well, no, 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 because I just didn't know the story. And when I watch it, I'm like, huh, I just don't feel, I feel like it just, I never understood why I felt so confused by it. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, oh, it's because she was playing, she was too young. Yeah. Like, it makes more sense for an older woman. Right. And Carol Channing came back and did it again in 1995. Yeah, I was like, Carol Channing, she is Dolly that Barbara played homage to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. And then, of course, Bette Midler in 2017 and Betty Buckley, uh, U.S. National Tour 2018. I do believe that Bette Midler has rightfully taken over. I believe that, so. And I think Barbara still has another 10 years before she can rightfully take it over. Eh, maybe she's bad where she needs to be. I don't know. I don't think Barbara wants it. Yeah. I don't think she wants it. She's got she did terrible stage fright. Does she really? Yeah. She's got know. debilitating stage fright. So... But I will say Which that 2017 fun. had Gavin Creel's Cornelius, where I'm like, yes. oh, I would have loved to see it. I do love that. Gavin Creel. Gavin Creel, Kate David Baldwin. David Hyde Pierce as Horace Vandergeld in the 2017. Taylor Trench as Barnaby. Katie Baldwin as Irene. Beanie Feldstein, Minnie. Who is now going to be Fanny. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, she's that's how I know that name. Oh, my God. She was Minnie Faye. Okay. I love Minnie Faye. That would be the character I would want to play, but I'm not a very good dancer. <laughs> I would love to be Irene. She doesn't dance as much. She sings up high. I can do that. <laughs> but I'm cute, so I can play Minnie Faye. Uh, Will Burton is Ambrose. Melanie Moore. Ermengarde. Ernestina. Jennifer Samard. And Kevin Lagan. We know Jennifer Samard. She's, the, she's, in, she's killing it on Broadway. She's what? She's killing it on Broadway. Oh, that's how I know her. Okay, mm-hmm. so she was Ernestina. Cool. Um, and that's that's our 2017, at least. And that's, uh, that's all I got for you. Oh, my gosh. That's there's so much. That's, that's so it? So much. I could do more, but I'm not going to. Well, I'm going to go get some tea. Oh, there. I do want to point out that there was, when I was looking up and looking up the script for this, mm-hmm. based off of the songs that are in the show... I'm like, why can't I find a script that has this song in it? What I found out is, I'm going to go through the songs list, but there's a song called World Take Me Back and Love Look in My Window. Both of those songs were actually taken out. They were cut before the Broadway opening, but when Ethel Merman took over the role of Dolly, she demanded them back. Lord. So that's they're not actually in the script. Okay. <laughs> but so love, look at my window, and world, take me back. Yeah, Carol, uh, Ethel Merman, Ethel, Ethel Merman bleh, was a replacement <laughs> for Carol Channing on the original Broadway. Yes. Just side note, I didn't do it. Yeah, any so I just was like, it made it really hard when I was trying to. To do my notes because I'm like, where the fuck is this song? So divas like Ethel Merman get to pick and choose what their songs are in their show. Yes, there's there's a story about Ethel Merman. This is a side note that I want to tell. That this is I learned this from Mr. Paul Hope. Um, so Ethel Merman, I don't remember where it was, but she was doing Annie Get Your Gun, uh-huh. and they were putting up the marquee, and she goes, "Why isn't my name on the marquee?" And they go, oh, well, usually the show sells the tickets. And she goes, well, then I just won't show up to the show because the show's going to sell the tickets. <gasps> and then they put her name up on the marquee. Oh! <laughs> See, 
okay, back then Ethel Merman would have been called a huge bitch. Yeah. But I would not call that a huge bitch. I'd be like, get it, girl. Yeah. Get it. It's just like. Yeah. You know you're selling the tickets. Yeah. Uh, Don't so, try to pussy Yeah, I just won't go because the, the show's, show's going to sell the tickets, tickets right? <laughs> wow. What a huge F you. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be friends with Ethel Merman, but I know she's dead. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I think that she'd be really judgmental. I've been told that I sing like her sometimes and I'm like, oh. Oh, no. I don't know if that's okay or no. not. Probably not. Well, I always, I always am reminded that I remind people of their grandmothers. So welcome. It's not just you; it's people I've never even met. It's your energy. I had a guy once come into. I was 22, and he goes, "Oh my gosh, you look like my grandmother." I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I didn't say you look like my grandmother. I know. Well, this guy did. And he goes, "No, no, like when she was younger." I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Thanks, sir. So, ugh. You also, have- Carly uh, Carmelo. Carolee Carmella. She was in the 2016 yeah. U.S. tour replacement. That does not surprise me. Yeah. I can see her as Dolly. Because Bette was going through for, like, a limited engagement, and yeah. then Carolee was there. Yeah. 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 It's a great show. It's a great show. But I guess we can get to the synopsis now. There's a lot of songs that were, like, put in and out, taken in and out, over and over again. I mean, when you have so many revivals, it just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but we'll be covering the original Broadway production today. fall in love with in the show? Two. Two? I fall in love with, well, sort of. <laughs> Singing some stuff. Why can't you behave from Kiss Me Kate? Oh, it's both the Kiss Me Kates. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. I remember that when we recorded background and then I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't remember when that happened. Fast forward to three weeks later. Yes. Welcome. Welcome back. We're back to Hello, Dolly. Hello. Chelsea. Emily. Well, hello, Chelsea. It's so nice to have you back in your kitchen. That was good. Thank you. I that like your headband. Louis. It's my Louis. I know. Action. I was good. Louis. Louis. It was very convincing. <laughs> Love me some Louis. You're, you're Louis and you're Lily. My Louis and I'm wearing Lily on my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, as most of you know, if you listened to last week, I was on Sober September. It's still September. But she's not sober. I'm not sober well. today. I, just taking one day off. And, and you're having, you've had a teacup worth of, <gasps> not even. It's literally in a little tiny teacup. Uh, I figured James cheated on Sober September once, so I can cheat on Sober September once. I walked out of the bathroom, and Chelsea goes, James cheated, and I (laughs) was very upset for a second. And then I realized what she was talking about. Sober September, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, cheated on one. Like, he had beer, and I'm like, oh. Oh. I said Sober Okay. I didn't hear the second half. I don't know. Okay, let's get to the synopsis of Hello, Dolly. Hello. Well, hello, Chelsea. I love this. Okay, go ahead and um, let's travel back to 1890. Really, it's the late 1800s. Love that time. Yes. yes. And we are in New York City. Crazy. In Yonkers? In, oh, close. We're almost there. So, <laughs> the show starts having taken place in the 1890s. Um, and New York City is excited because a widowed but brassy Dolly Gallagher Levi is in town. 
and they are so excited that they sing about it in the song Call On Dolly. And that was replaced by, in the movie, with Just Leave Everything to Me. No, actually, it's not Call on Dolly that's replaced. Oh, it's not? I have a note. Is I have that a note. in the movie? It is. Oh, okay. So, Call on Dolly is what opens the show. Oh, it's just in like the quiet. Movie. It's a little quiet. It's a little, like, in, it's when they have, like, the picture and they have the overture and the picture oh, melds yeah, into yeah, 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 it yeah. moving. But they're all calling on Dolly, but that, but Dolly takes a little bit of time to get into the show. Mm-hmm. Finally, she's there, and Dolly is, we find out that she is making a living through what she calls meddling, which really is she is a matchmaker. Can I? I try to do that. I'm a really bad matchmaker. Oh, I'm the best at it. I, <laughs> I try. I just put the wrong personalities together. Oh, I. if you want to get matched, I got you. I, honestly, I have. I. It's a real thing. Just leave everything to end. It's a real thing. Um, but this is. She sings about it in the song. I put my hand in. And twist a little, stir a little, him a little, her a little, shape a little, mold a little. Some poor chap gets sold a little. When I use my fist a little, some young bride gets kissed a little. Pressure with the thumbs, matrimony comes when I put my Um, and so she explains how she can find anyone for anyone, including a three foot six woman. But in the movie, that song, I put my hand in it, was replaced oh, by Just Leave Everything just to Me. Just Leave Everything to M. Which is. When you put me backwards, it's M. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually why I like my name. Yeah. <laughs> Literally is why. Me. <laughs> That's why I have that uh, showgirl named Mimi. Oh. Um, Mimi. Mimi. It's me. me. Mimi too vain. Me. LOL. I was so... <laughs> I just got that. And you just... <laughs> it's only been three oh, years. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. No, I have a showgirl name, uh, fun fact, and a persona, but she is in uh, hiding right now, and usually incognito. Mm-hmm. 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 So, it's because I sing in fun songs. But, but, as I was saying... Just leave everything to me. In the song, in the film, it's a little bit more focused on how she meddles, but also that she is the expert of everything, including dance instruction and mandolin lessons. And those instructions and her being the expert does come up, and I put my hand in, uh, but it's more so in the script than it is in the song. But Dolly is currently seeking a wife for a grumpy old man named Horace Vandergelder. The well-known half-a-millionaire. He's not a full millionaire. He's half-a-millionaire. Half-a-millionaire. Which in that day was essentially a, lot a full of money. millionaire. Yeah, and you get to... I was listening to the Revival uh, album earlier, mm-hmm. and I was just like, aw, that's like what I do with my money. But it hasn't turned into half a million at all. No. Um, by holding onto a penny in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Not, not in One America. One of my students gave me, she goes, I can make this corner disappear. Oh, well, I really can. I go, I can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put it in my pocket. <laughs> just leave everything to me. I gave it back to her. She, she smacked her forehead. I teach sitcom. I'm funny. So, Dolly, like, goes to the bank and is running some errands, and she's actually asked why she doesn't marry Horace when she's like, this is why I'm in town. And she goes, how preposterous. Me. 
why would you put that in my head, your head? So it becomes pretty clear that Dolly is actually intending to marry Horace um, herself. Uh uh Um, And she is, as we said, widowed. She's not doing too bad for herself, though. But then we we do meet Horace, and Horace, we find out, is actually grumpy uh, because Ambrose Kemper, who is a young artist, at one point he goes, I paint! (laughs) So dramatic. That's Tommy Toon. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, he's very... Very dramatic, but it's also dancing. I didn't realize Hello Dolly is a dancing show. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh fuck, you have to dance. Yeah, um, and it's like you have to dance in the way that you're like, oh, I can't dance. <laughs> Let me do a backflip. Because I was like, I'm, I could play mini. Yeah, no, no, I can't. <laughs> Minnie's a fucking dancer. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, I would love to be Irene, and Chelsea would be a great Minnie. And right? then I'm like, no. no. <laughs> and now in unison, no. no. <laughs> that was hard. It was beautiful. Yeah, I so it was lovely. It. Um, I loved making everything minor. So, Ambrose Kemper. I paint. <laughs> he wants to marry Horace's niece, who's a little weepy. She's always just like, I am not Ermengarde. Oh, oh, I, I, I love Ambrose. Her name's Ermengarde. Ermengarde. I will say if my name was Ermengarde. I will name my first child Ermengarde. Well, and your second child Ambrose. Yes. I mean, can we just... Oh, Lord, yes. They were, like, waiting to be beat up in the playground. <laughs> and her nickname will be Erm. 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 Ermy and Amy. But Horace, he's super opposed to uh, Ambrose marrying his niece because he gets to make those decisions. Because Ambrose's vocation, meaning his calling, does not he guarantee paints. a steady living. Because I paint. paint. <laughs> I paint. <laughs> so Horace actually enlists Dolly to also take Ermagard to New York City to get a husband. I should say at this point, you said Yonkers? I'm like, yeah, they are actually in Yonkers, which is kind of close to New York. Yeah, it's outside. Uh, so Ambrose enlists Dolly's help, and they travel to Yonkers to visit Horace, who is... So that's another reason why Dolly ends up in Yonkers, is to help everyone fall in love, right? Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so Horace is the prominent citizen as we said he owns and why he also has so much money is he owns Vandergelder's hay and field or feed hay and fade I, I was looking at the L from Vandergelder and, I, then, of, I, and then I fell asleep Vandergelder's <laughs> hay and feed and uh, we suddenly are there at the hay, hay and feed and we meet Horace's two clerks named Cornelius Hackle and Barnaby Tucker no that's what I'm going to name my children Cornelius. Cornelius Cornelius is a little bit more I guess his nickname would be Corny though Corny like Corny Collins, Corny Collins. it's cute Cornelius I like Hackle, Hackle. <laughs> I love it Yes, he's all the hackles. Barnaby. The Cornelius Hackle. Um, so, yes, we, we meet them. And they are the, um, sh- what's what's the saying? The brightest bulbs in the box. They're not the brightest crayons. They're not the brightest. In the coloring box. <laughs> Especially Barnaby. <laughs> They're just kind of, that's like, They're Cornelius young. is dumb, but Barnaby is a dumber. <laughs> that's kind dumb of like, and dumber, the original dumb and dumber. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and so he's, he's telling his clerks, Horace is telling his clerks that he is going to get married because it takes a woman, a frog, to, cheer- a woman. to cheerfully do all the household chores. In the song, It Takes a Woman. Frail young maiden who's constantly there. 
for washing and bluing and shoeing the mare. And it takes a female for setting the table and weaning the Guernsey and cleaning the stable. Yes, it takes a woman, a hate this song god it's like but you know it does like, it does know. get a little turned around later which i liked but in right like but during this whole section we learn a couple of things cornelius is 28 and three quarters yes he is he's my age and three quarters he's literally my age he, no, um, he's a child because he said three quarters but we also find <laughs> he says it multiple times i'm 28 three quarters you but know we, that's the phantom of the opera just saying yeah, yeah, I know. I saw that. Okay, I thought okay. about you the whole time I, I was watching it. I know you did. In the movie, is fan of the opera. The and day. then we also find out from Horace that a man isn't worth a dime until he's 40. You pay him till then to make mistakes. So we find that out. And then number two, well, I guess number three, every line that Cornelius and Barnaby say to Horace includes Mr. Vandegelder somewhere yes, in the Van line. Yes, Mr. Vandegelder. No, sure, Mr. Mr. Vandegelder. Van- Mr. Vandegelder. I'm like, oh my God, I would like smack him. No, that's what he wanted. He wants the respect and fear. I'm over here like, you call me ma'am. I'm like, excuse me. Oh, my God. Sophia called me ma'am in rehearsal the other day. And I'm like, oh. Absolutely not. Thank you for being so sweet. But, oh. There's <laughs> a dread on your face. Yeah. You're like, I hate 5, you. 5,000 more gray hairs pop up on my head. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Sarah. I went to lunch with Sarah and Vincent. Uh, Vincent has, is, he's. 20 years older than me and he just started graying and Sarah who is like 10-ish years older than me she was like oh, I want gray hair like you guys you look so wise I'm like Sarah I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> I love you Sarah just <laughs> I have I have a gray streak but I've got my first gray hair at 17 so mm-hmm. whatever anyways mm-hmm. so Horace Mr. Vandegelder sir uh, he tells them he's getting married because he has gotten rich Friendless and mean, and in America, that's as far as you can get. <laughs> but then he explains he really just wants a woman to do all of his house shit. Well, he was, just wants a housemaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lines are, dainty, fragile woman, a husky woman, to bring you the sweet things a of life. A mistress, a wife. Yeah. Yuck. Ridiculous. So they finished a song just in time for Dolly to arrive, <laughs> <laughs> who just literally pops up. Oh, She's hi. like, oh, hello. <laughs> can you imagine Carol Channing popping up? Hello, Hello. Corn. Corn. <laughs> Suddenly, Michael Kushner shows up. <laughs> corn. Sexy corn. Sexy. I bring you sexy corn. Oh my gosh! Next time you sing that, you have to sing it like Carol. At that point, I bring you sexy corn. I bring you sexy corn. <laughs> Don't pause. Don't pause. I don't remember eating corn. <laughs> It's like the, (laughs) I don't remember eating corn. I'm sexy and I know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my drag mix is now, okay? Oh my gosh, yes. That's actually so perfect. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Okay, so Dolly's arrived to, who's not a dainty, fragile woman, and she begins flirting with Horace, very tastefully flirts with Mm -hmm. him. You look very nice today. What what are you doing? Barbara does the best. Yeah, it was great. And Horace... um, She kind of hums as she talks. Mm, Mm, Horace, mm, Barbara has such weird mouth placement when she talks and when she sings. It's very strange. She reminds me of, in the opera world, Cecilia Bartoli, who, like, 
does She's the, Chelsea. It's like blah, blah, never blah, seen your mouth blah, move blah, like that before. It's because I'm not Tatulia Bartoli or Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Oh wait, Barbara also has a very pointy mouth. She like does. it's very, it's very pointed forward. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very stylized how she sings. Yeah, it's it's, it's of the time. I, I, I like it in Yentl, especially when they do the close-ups of her. Papa, can you hear me? Yeah. Anyways, imagine making a vibrato with your lips. That's. No, it's exactly that. That's, okay, anyway. Okay, so Horace. Horace, he, he discloses that he... We digress. <laughs> Horace, uh, he discloses that he plans to travel to New York City to propose to the widow Irene Malloy, <gasps> who owns a hat shop oh, there. And scandalous. he's also going to march in the Great 14th Street Association Parade. I guess he's a men's parade. He's like a veteran or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Wow, that sounded super insensitive. Um... <laughs> But Dolly, as she's speaking to Horace, does quote her late husband, Ephraim. Ephraim. Which I'd never met someone named Ephraim until I met Chelsea's friend, and now I just see that name all the time. Right. And what she says, he says, is, Money is like manure. It's not worth a thing until it's spread about, encouraging young things to grow. God, I love that. Which makes Horace very nervous. (laughs) (laughs) And then she accidentally mentions that Irene's first husband might not have died because of natural causes. <gasps> she suggested murder. But it is very funny because then she also mentions that she knows an heiress. Uh, an heiress. Wow. An heiress. And in the movie, we don't under- we don't know what her name is yet, but in my notes, I have it. It is Ernestina Money, but we will talk about her name uh-huh. later. She comes up later. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, I, oh, you, you wouldn't be interested in her and heiress. And Horace is like, what? What? Like I'm not interested. But who is she? Um, and <laughs> yeah. so she's saying, well, she might be interested in you, but you don't care. You, you don't know, care. You're oh, I don't care. Irene. Irene. But, but, but she's shouldn't. interested. What's she like about me? Well, you're going to go propose to Irene today, yeah. so what does it matter anyway? So in the film, Babs sings about, at, at, after this whole thing with Horace going to New York, Babs, Barbara, she, Babs. in the film, she sings about how it takes a dainty, fragile woman to change a man to be right for her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Strong and black. <laughs> okay. That's, I love that. It's like, all right. Well, it's like, because that's what was, that was the original saying I'd seen was like, I like, I like my men like I like my coffee. Strong, Strong and, black. and black. But it's, but the other memes I saw were like, I like my men like I like my coffee. Uh, altered to my liking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I like my men like I like my coffee. I drink tea. (laughs) And now we know Chelsea better. (laughs) Okay, so Horace leaves for New York, and he's leading Cornelius and Barnaby in charge to run the store. Nothing can go wrong. No. He actually promotes Cornelius to head clerk. Oh, Dumb got promoted? And then he promotes... Barnaby, I can't remember the exact line. Dumber? He was like, he literally was like, "I'm promoting you from idiot to imbecile or something <laughs> like that." <laughs> Did we get a raise? No, no, no. And that's where the forty, like, oh, you're not worth a dime until you're forty. Yeah. Uh, but Cornelius, so Horace is gone, and Cornelius decides that he and Barnaby need to get out of Yonkers for a good meal. And then you spend all their money and see a stuffed whale at Barnum's Museum, almost get arrested, and each kiss a girl. I'm pretty sure that Horace chose poorly. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, well, he got cheap labor, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But so they are going to do all these things Wait, in New York. He's twenty eight and three quarters. He's twenty and three. He's quarters. never kissed a girl. Nope. And then Barnaby is nineteen yeah, and a half or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, anyways, but Cornelius, to be totally honest, he he did kind of something smart. He's like, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're gonna we're going to blow up some tomato cans to create a terrible stench, and. Because of the stench, it'll take at least 24 hours for it to clear, and so we'll have to close the store. That's smart. And Barnaby goes, holy cabooses. <laughs> holy cabooses? Which is exactly what I see you exclaiming. Holy, holy cabooses. cabooses. Okay, I'm going to use it a few times now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. Uh, so Dolly, Astonishing. again, comes out of nowhere. At the feed shop, and because she's fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. I like wrote in my notes, she's like, she's omnipresent. She <laughs> and she mentions she that though. she knows two ladies in New York um, that they should call on. One being Irene Malloy. Oh my god, we know that name. Wait, yes, this horse is Irene Malloy. <gasps> Holy cabooses! <laughs> and her shop assistant, Minnie Faye. Oh. Oh. <laughs> her eyes are really big. <laughs> See, I would be a great Minnie Faye. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> Um, or an Ermagard, but Ermagard oh my also. God, she does dance. <laughs> so, speaking of Ermagard, uh, Dolly tells Ermagard and Ambrose that she'll enter them into the polka competition at the Upscale Harmonia Gardens restaurant Ooh. in New York City so Ambrose can demonstrate his ability to be a breadwinner to Horace. By dancing. By dancing. But it's, Harmonia Gardens is also like the nicest restaurant in New York, most nicest expensive. Place in town. Exactly. So Cornelius, Barnaby, Ambrose, Ermagard, and Dolly take the train to New York. This is all happening in the song, Put On Your Sunday Clothes. Out there, full of shine and full of sparkle. Close your eyes and see it glisten, Barnaby. Glisten, Barnaby. Sunday clothes, there's lots of world out there. You may recall this song from such movies animated like Wally. I haven't seen Wally. You have to see Wally. I know. Add but it to the list. Uh, holy hell, is this a giant dance number? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> and you don't get that from just like the album. You get that from, I was like, oh. You have to watch the movie. God, oh, oh, man. This we're is a ten minutes long. Now and now there's instrumental, yeah. and we're jumping over park benches and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh my god! Exactly. It's like a everybody danced in the 1890s. What is that film um, with Amy Adams? Enchanted. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. How do you know? He knows this song too. How do you all have this choreographed? <laughs> <laughs> I want that one person to be standing there going. When was the rehearsal? <laughs> Shit. Fuck. I bet you, I, that's what that one TV show is on Apple Plus. Oh my God, what's it called? Encore? I don't know. No, it's like a, it's a movie that's self-aware that they're standing, there's two normal people standing in a musical world. Oh, I can't I remember what it's no called right now. I have no idea, but I'll I need, find it. We need, I need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cut to Irene and Minnie's hat shop. They are the hat shop and it is, they are there for the afternoon. And Irene wants a husband. Okay. 
Same. But she is discovered that she does not love Horace Vandergelder. But she admits that she'd marry him mm-hmm. uh, if he asks. And also, she'd marry him because he's rich. Of course. Okay. But, I mean, what else you got cool. going on for you? I think he's supposed to be kind of like a quite an old man. But in the film, he was younger, I think, to be across from Babs. He's, I don't know, he's pretty old. Yeah. By the way, it's called Schmigadoon. Oh, Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Yeah. I want to see that. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. I need to. I'm going to watch it, too. I also need to watch Come From Away. I have it Same. Um, saved. I haven't watched it yet. So, uh, Irene declares that she will wear an, an ele- elegant or an elaborate hat to impress a gentleman in her provocative... Like, literally... It's like peacock feathers. She So, somebody returned the hat, and they're like, oh, she didn't like this. It's um, too provocative. And Minnie goes, that's a provocative hat, but it just has a lot of... Feathers. Ribbons down her back, and ah. she sings about it in her song, Ribbons Down My Back. I'll be wearing ribbons down my back this summer, blue and green, and streaming in the yellow sky. I tried singing this once, and I was like, why is this more complicated than it needs to be in the accompaniment? I did, too. I sang this. It was given to me my senior year of college, and I was like, yeah. Oh, no, I love the song. Oh, I loved it. I, just, I didn't know the, the accompaniment's, like... Stupid. Stupid. What did I sing instead? I said I sang Flower Drum Song, which was probably love, dumb. Love, look away. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that piece. I would sing that in a jazz setting, but not for auditions. Or uh, I sang for auditions for a half a second. Um, I did too, and then I was like, "Oh wait, this is this is from an Asian show." Yes, and that was that is when not I stopped what singing I it. Sing. Yeah, uh, did not know that. That was called doing research. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the women at the end of Ribbon Stand My Back they see two men <gasps> outside. Oh man! Oh no! Do you think they're gonna come inside? Oh, it's I a hope. woman's chest. Well, I hope they do. Yeah, and they literally call dibs on them. <laughs> I want the short one. I, I want the tall one. <laughs> and suddenly, they come into the shop. <gasps> and sure enough, who are the men? You might ask. Cornelius Hackle and Barnaby. And Barnaby Tucker. Yes, Tucker. that's exactly who it is. They arrive at the shop and pretend to be rich. Um, and they're like, we're going to get a hat. We're going to tell them we're getting hats for our girls and the most expensive hat. And then again, they're like, we're going to get a girl for our hats or something. It gets super, <laughs> super mega tongue tied. And this, like what they said, it makes no sense. And ultimately everyone, everyone is just super mega awkward. It's cute. Like Irene is awkward. Minnie is awkward. She's like, <laughs> She can't stop giggling. And Barnaby is awkward, and Cornelius Aww. is awkward. Everyone is, ugh. Anyways, it was, it's it was like cringe. It's like junior high. But suddenly, Horace and Dolly arrive at the shop. Oh, oh no. no. And Cornelius and Barnaby hide, which, like, Irene's like, I really need you to leave. And then he comes in, she's like, oh. Um, so Irene, she's talking to Horace, who's like, we need to have a talk, and Dolly's like, oh, look at this, look at that, law, and... <laughs> opens the cabinet. And <laughs> sure enough, yeah, opens, so we find out Cornelius has gone into an armoire, and Barnaby is underneath the table that Horace is sitting on, in the film. Um, but the but the armoire, the little cabinet's important, because Dolly goes over to it, and she opens it, and she's like, oh, ha, ha, and then shuts it, and like, leans against it, so no one else will open it. And... <laughs> Irene, while she's, you know, talking, somehow brings up Cornelius Hackle and how she knows him, which Horace is like, 
wait, how do you know Cornelius Hackle? And Dolly tells her and Horace to try and cover for Cornelius that even though Cornelius is Horace's clerk by day, he is a New York playboy by night. He's one of the Cornelius Hackles. Like, he goes, like, he goes to bed at 9.45. Well, that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Horace really doesn't, like, believe her, but she's very convincing. And while she's convincing this, she does walk away from the armoire, at which point Minnie goes over to the armoire, opens it up, closes it, walks away, and then goes, ah! <laughs> there's a man! There's a man! She there's screams, man. like, delayed reaction uh, when she finds her Cornelius was hiding in the armoire. So Horace runs over to the armoire and opens it, or tries to, but Dolly, Irene, and Minnie distract him with patriotic sentiments related to the subjects like Betsy Ross in the Battle of the Alamo, shown in the famous lyrics, Alamo, Remember the Alamo, in the song, Motherhood March. I stand for motherhood, America, and a hot lunch for orphans. Take off your hat, sir. Betsy Ross's flag is passing... But who fucks it all up but Cornelius when he sneezes? God damn it. And Horace breaks up with Irene and storms out. And the because movie, it's like Barnaby underneath the table. Up, and the yeah. table like all... Like she goes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, like, Barnaby has his hand and then Horace puts his, like, his foot on Barnaby's hand. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> but, so, pretty much, Horace thinks that Irene is cheating on him with Cornelius. And he pretty much tells her, like, I never want to see you again. And when when he realizes that these men are hiding in the shop, but I don't think he realizes that it's his clerks at this point. No. He doesn't actually find out it's Cornelius, but because of the sneeze and it was a man's sneeze, he's like, oh, I'm breaking up with you. I'm out of here, yo. Yeah. So, I mean, for what's worth, it keeps it gets Irene open, which mm-hmm. was half of Dolly's plan. Mm-hmm. So Dolly arranges for Cornelius and Barnaby, who are still pretending to be rich, to take the ladies out to dinner... Well, we can just get a hot dog. No, you owe us. Uh, how about the Harmonia Gardens? Yes, the Harmonia Gardens, the most expensive, expensive place in the world. world. So they go to Harmonia Gardens restaurant to make up for Irene and Minnie's humiliation. 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 <laughs> I'm like, I'm really far away from my computer and my eyes are doing weird things. Okay. But Cornelius and Barnaby are like, we don't know how to dance. And Dolly, remember, is an expert at everything. Goes, I'll teach you. And she teaches Cornelius and Barnaby how to dance. Who Barnaby gets great height when he jumps up. He's like, got big old legs. oh my gosh! And then Long no, no, legs. Barnaby, little Barnaby. Oh, little baby. He just like, he's uh, a dancer. He has to be a dancer. He has, he's so good. And uh, and they, she teaches them how to dance around the shop, and then they take over pretty quick in the song dancing. Someone whose arms you're in Hold on to her tight and spin And one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three (laughs) Wow! I'm dancing! Turn around and turn around, try floating through the air it's so, even, like, faster than the king gets it in The King and I. Yeah. One, two, three, one, two, three. I'm <laughs> dancing. Yeah. Look, I'm dancing. So, oh, my gosh. So now they're dancing, and then we go into, of course, another big dance number. So Cornelius, Irene, Barnaby, and Minnie are happily dancing. 
and they go out to watch the great 14th Street Association parade together. So now Dolly's all alone, and she decides to put her dear departed husband Ephraim behind her and to move on with her life in the song before the parade passes by. I've got to drive again. I'm going to feel my heart coming alive again before the parade passes by. And in this, she does ask Ephraim permission to marry Horace, requesting a sign from him. Um, she says, I've decided to rejoin the human race and I want to give, and I want you to give me away. It's really sweet. That's really like sweet. That. But Dolly so good. ends up catching up with the annoyed Vandegelder who has missed the whole parade. And he's of course pissed about it because that was half the reason he came up. And now both of his, he's like half the reason was for Irene. The other half was to March. He, okay. But like how much time did you actually give to accept so like, like, give the proposal, get the acceptance, and then you were gonna just like be out. Yeah, to the parade. I think so. Probably took, took the same amount of time to yeah. discover men, though. Like, but then know. now he's pissy, so he probably walks oh, okay. slower. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, you're happy, you run faster. I guess. Anyways, so he's pissy about that. So now, like, zero. He has reached zero percent of his goals. <laughs> and uh, Dolly convinces him to give her match making one more chance and she tells him about the heiress once more and he goes well i don't care about her what's her name uh uh, uh ernestina uh, i don't want her what's her last name money hey. <laughs> um but dollars dolly dollars wow dolly does convince him that this Ernestina would be perfect for him and asks him to meet her at the Swinky Harmonia Garden that evening. We know that Cornelius is going to be there, Barney's going to be there, Irene's going to be there, Minnie's going to be there, Ermagard's going to be there, Ambrose is going to be there, Ermagard, everyone's going to be there. And so Dolly Levi, we end act one with Horace's line, Dolly Levi, you are a damn exasperating woman. That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. Okay, I have a question. Yes. So I know, like, in the movie, I don't want to give anything away, but she sees somebody she knows on a float in the parade. Yes. Okay, do they do that on stage, too? Like, do they bring that? Do we know if they bring out that parade on stage and, like, that's how she gets the idea? I, th- I think they bypass the parade because Horace has missed it. Okay. Right? Okay. But okay. in the film, he's marching in it. Yeah, so yeah, that's where she like meets up with her friend in the on the float and is like, "I want you to play this part for me." Kind of well, perhaps because because she already knew there was going to be the heiress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we might find out not too. Let's find out. Act two. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay, so. We are at Act 2, so the parade has passed by because we all missed it. Oops, the parade passed us by. (laughs) And Cornelius is determined to get a kiss before the night is over, but Barnaby isn't so sure. And so they're not so so sure because they have no money, but they're pretending to be rich. So they have no money for a carriage, but they tell the girls they are walking to the restaurant uh, because they want to show off that they've got elegance. We got elegance. In the song, Elegance. There is to that acting like a born aristocrat. We got 
elegance if you ain't got elegance you can never ever carry it off sorry i love this song <laughs> And so we get to the Harmonia Gardens restaurant, and Rudolph, the head waiter, prepares his service crew for Dolly Gallagher Levi's return or arrival. And their usual lightning service, he tells them, must be twice as lightning. In the song, the waiters gallop. They gallop so well. They gallop so well. So yes, the waiters are all dancers. Shocking. Uh, it's like, what is that, The Great Caruso or something? That yeah. was here? Oh, I guess I never went, but that's what I imagined it being. No, nobody, none no of the waiters dancing danced. Waiters. Nobody danced to Damn The Great it. Caruso except the people on stage, unfortunately. That was a space that will never, ever, ever happen again, and it was the coolest space ever. Anyways, Horace arrives to the Harmonia Gardens with his date, and she proves to be neither as rich or as elegant as Dolly had implied. And she is soon bored with Horace and leaves. Just as Dolly had planned, she would. But in the movie. In the movie, Dolly, like, so the parade does happen in the film. Mm -hmm. And Dolly approaches her friend who's on one of the floats and is like, I need you to be this person. And then runs into Horace and is like, let me tell you about Ernestina Money. And then so the girl... So she's got, like, this, like, terrible accent. She's obviously not rich. When she walks in, she's like... Would you like to... She's putting on airs. Uh, Would you like to sit here <laughs> or there? And she's, like, making up this, like, disgusting area. Well, she's also voice. trying to make it so Horace yeah. is not into her. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the wingman of the century. She's just... I love her. She's the wingman of the century. And I love her, her like... She drops her accent at one point. <laughs> and, like, it comes out country. It's just hilarious. I'm just here. Uh, <laughs> um, so she leaves and Dolly had been planning that all along and she swoops in and is like hello meanwhile Cornelius and Barnaby and Irene and Minnie all arrive unaware that Horace is also there fuck <laughs> keep in mind Horace hasn't technically seen them yet mm-hmm. in, the sh- in the show and Irene and Minnie who are inspired by the restaurant's opulence order the menu's most expensive items they're like, oh, we're with the richest men in town. We're with the Cornelius Hackle. Uh, mm. Who have no money. Uh, no money. No money. But so Cornelius. So Cornelius and Barnaby are growing very, very, very anxious. Could use some Prozac on that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they actually discover that they have only a little more than a dollar left. Oh, no. What are they going to do? Uh oh. Uh oh. But Dolly, she has finally made her triumphant return, so she isn't technically at Harmonia yet. Um, to Harmonia Gardens and is greeted in style by the staff, who were all the lightning staff, in the song Hello Dolly. Tomorrow will be brighter than the good old days. Stanley. Lose some weight, Stanley. 
jollies overjoyed and overwhelmed and overpowered. This is the song. This is the song. They're singing the song. They said the, the name. Song. They're doing the thing. <laughs> this is the show-stopping number where Dolly comes in and is like, "Yes, I am diva. <laughs> yes, I she am bit Midler. The diva. She really is. Like this is, this is what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. I want this to happen mm-hmm. for me. Oh, I, I don't think. Yes, yes, yes. This is it. And then I want to join. <laughs> well, it's just so. Hello. Emily. Well, hello, Chelsea. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. I just want to wear that dress. Honestly, yes. Barbara's dress. Fuck me up. That, Which ugh. I'm, I no, you're wearing in the artwork. Yeah, she's got it switched around, yeah. which I'm okay with. Because <laughs> I was I, like, who's wearing it? You're I wearing it. I'm wearing myself. Liza. I love myself yes. as Barbara said that. I did not mean for that to happen, but it happened. Christine knew. She knew. She's like, no, this is what Chelsea wants. Yeah, it's, it is. It is, though. <laughs> and you look better in it anyways. Uh, no, that's just Mimi Tuvain that's on that poster. Mimi Tuvain. I love her. Uh, and uh, in the original Broadway production, she's wearing red. Yes. Red sparkles, which is now on tour with the Smithsonian. Yeah, the, the dress itself is. Yes, the yes. dress. Of course, Carol Channing's not on tour. Saying, Carol Channing's on tour. She's just standing in a glass box in a red dress. Can you imagine? I wonder if she's at Madame Tussauds, if there's a wax figure of her. Huh. I'm kind of curious. I'll to check. I don't remember. Well, when I saw it, I don't remember a Carol Channing. I know. I, I went to Madame Tussauds once. It was the worst, like, $70 I ever spent in my life. Yikes. I think it was 70 pounds. It was in London. Oh, okay. It was dumb. Yeah. It's like, I, I get it's such an honor, but I also was like, eh. what am I doing? <laughs> what am I going to pose with every one of these little creepy wax well, figures? Well, everyone or? knows that they're wax figures. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Anyways, whatever. Anyway. I'm just going to sign it myself and then send it on eBay or sell it on eBay. So this is actually also the song that Louis Armstrong hit the charts. Oh, yes. For the first time. Like, y'all. Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Who is Louis Armstrong? Like, just the not jazz the, guy. Not the biker. Mm, not the cyclist. No. <laughs> no. He is, like, the trumpeter jazz person of the century is Louis. Not the astronaut. No. It's, it's not he's not an he's, astronaut. Yes. But he no. blasted me off into outer space with all of his songs. And that cycle through your head. That cycle through my wow, head. Wow, that was disgusting. I You're hated gross. everything hated about that. That was so no. bad. But Louis is like the guy. Noah, can you add that to the pun list that you're uh, making? <laughs> but seriously, like of all of the of all the songs he's done, he's like Duetted with Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. It's fucking James. fantastic. He's awesome on his own. It took Babs, I guess. It took it took Hello Dolly mm. to get him and he was older at that time yeah. too. It took that to get him on the charts. <sighs> White people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. It's, it's, a, good it's song. a really good song too. Uh, okay, so Dolly has arrived and Hello Dolly. And finally. <laughs> and she sits down at the now empty seat at Horace's table. And proceeds to eat a very large and expensive dinner with, like with him, but not sits, really. Yeah, so she sits down. She's like, "Oh, food!" Out a turkey. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> food, 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 food. All like like they knew she was coming, mm-hmm. and there'd be an open seat. And she is telling exasperated Horace that no matter what he says, she will not marry him. 
I'm not going to marry you. I'll salt your chicken. You salt. You salt mine, and we're just gonna go. You go this way, and I'll go my way. And she's pointing <laughs> she's in the, pointing same, the same, direction. same direction. You go your way, and I'll go my way. Yeah, I love. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's very condescending with herself, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's like, do as I. Do not as I say. It. She's talking so fast yeah, that he talks. doesn't even catch half of the no, things she's saying. No, he always seems very um, perplexed yeah. when huh? she speaks. Huh? He's huh? like, I don't understand. Huh? Huh? What happened? Why are my pants off? And what's so funny is they <laughs> hated each other on set. Oh, yeah. Hated and you can tell. You but can I tell. also like feel like they hate each Like, that is the character. They're supposed to hate There's, each other. Yeah. No, he's supposed to hate well, her, Well, he's supposed least. to hate, yeah. Anyways, Barnaby and Horace hail the waiters at the same time. And there's this confusion because Barnaby drops his wallet and Horace accidentally drops his wallet. Keep in mind that Barnaby only has a dollar, a little over a dollar in his wallet, and Horace has a whole lot of money in his. And when they both drop, they're like, oh, sorry. And Barnaby picks up a wallet, and Horace picks up a wallet, and Barnaby suddenly finds that he has a lot of money in his wallet. Funny how that happens. Ah. And Barney is excited because he can now pay the restaurant bill while Horace only finds a little more than a dollar <laughs> in his wallet. Oh. Keep in mind, though, this is what I love about Hello, Dolly, is it's such a surface-level, like, callback, but it's so cute. Ephraim's saying about money being like manure. Yeah. You help the young people grow. So Horace is accidentally now helping the young Barnaby grow to impress these ladies. Why didn't they do that in the movie? That's so sweet. Right? They should have done that in the movie. Because in in the movie version, they admit that they don't have any money. And the girls are like, yeah, we know. We have the money. Minnie, go get my purse. Oh, no, I left that one at the hat shop. And they can't pay the bill, so they run out on it. Yeah. So, like, it's totally different in the movie. I'm like, you should have kept that. There's a lot more action in that for the film. That's true. They do have a nice big chicken Where this chase. is not as, like, the theme in the yeah. musical is this whole helping young people grow. I love all. You have, you have to find a theme. Do they do the polka? Do they do the polka I'm dance? Getting there. I want to do. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm there. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. I know you're not. Sorry. You don't have your computer, so you can't see my notes. I know, it's driving me nuts. (laughs) So Barnaby and Cornelius realize the wallet must belong to Horace. Whoopsies. And Cornelius, Irene, Barnaby, and Minnie try to sneak out to avoid Horace during the polka contest. Oh, there it is. But it was literally the next point. (laughs) Uh, But Horace recognizes them and spots Ermagerd. And Ambrose as well. So, oh no, they're all at Harmonia Gardens. It's like Dolly was trying to make this happen. And then ensues a free-for-all... Uh, culminates in a night or a trip to night court. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what is my note here? What? So suddenly everyone is freaking out because it's the polka contest because they're all, everyone is mad at each other and like, oh my God, it's you. It's you. Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Janet. Brad. <laughs> Dr. Scott. Rocky. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> That's what I imagined. <laughs> So it all ends up being disastrous, and it leads to them all taking a trip to Night Court, where Cornelius and Barnaby confess that they have no money, <gasps> and they have never been to New York before. <gasps> so the, Cornel- the Cornelius Hackle has never been to New York before. 
And Cornelius declares that even if he has to dig ditches for the rest of his life, he'll never forget the day because he met Irene. And Cornelius, Barnaby, and Ambrose then each profess their love for their companion. In the song, It Only Takes a Moment. So sweet. Oh, sweet. Uh, Cornelius and Irene. <laughs> Barnaby and Minnie. <laughs> Ambrose and Ermagerd. <laughs> this is also in Wally, just saying. Because when Wally falls in love with Eva, this song plays. It only takes a moment. Yeah. Uh, but Dolly convinces the judge that their only crime was being in love. Aww. Aww. And the judge finds everyone innocent. Of course he does. And clears them all for char- all their charges. Cleared of all charges. But Horace. Uh, Horace is declared yeah, guilty and forced Horace. to pay damages. <laughs> <laughs> so now he has to pay even more. Good. And Dolly mentions marriage again. And Horace declares that he wouldn't marry her if she were the last woman in the world. But Dolly angrily bids him so long, dearie. Telling him that while he's bored and lonely, she'll be living the high life in the song so long, dearie. Sad old story When you see your dolly shuffle off To glory Oh, I should have said so long So long I live for this song. This song's great. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. The whole, when you snuggle up to your cash register, you are late at night when you're cold, you can snuggle up to your cash register. Da-na, da-na. It's a little lumpy, but it rings. That's my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> I was very tired when I got to this point. I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, okay. it's on Disney Plus, the movie. That's where I watched it. I know. Disney I actually Plus. made James watch it with, mm-hmm. with me for the first time. Him. Watching it for the first time. I've seen it several thousand times. James cheated. James cheated. <laughs> on on Sober September. September. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> the next morning, back at the hay and feed store, Cornelius and Irene, Barnaby and Minnie, and Ambrose and Ermagerd each set out on a new life's path. So they all came in back to Yonkers. <laughs> Which I'm like, Irene, your hat shop. I love a good millinery. I know, right? Yeah. Millineries. Millineries. Um, I love that. I love how I never heard that word before. And then before we covered. Before we met Lindsay. Well, before I met Lindsay, and then I kept hearing it. So it was like, Violet Peacock is millinery. And I love telling people at the shop, I'm like, hey, no, here's my millinery. Oh my God, go to Violet go to, Peacock. I'm like, go to my millinery, Violet Peacock. Which I mean, I send people, I have people coming into Lily Peeltzer all the time looking for hats. And I'm like, we have a scarf. Yeah. But you can go and see Violet Peacock. You can go see Violet Peacock. Um, but then I, but then uh, Music Man also had millinery. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And now here's our millinery here. Yeah. So many it's millinery. It's such a, like an old school thing. It's it. coming back. It's made, I, it's made its, it's The round. hat that I've been wearing from Amazon for the last three years finally hit bestseller on Amazon. And I'm like, it's gone up $6. I'm like, Fuck. Of course. Of course. Like, damn it. I got it for 12 and now it's 18 but I love it. I'm thinking about I have two of the same hat with different colors, and I'm thinking about getting another one. I don't know if I want hot pink, yellow, or caramel. I've been debating. Well, as long as it has ribbons down its back and lots of feathers. I just want to make sure it's provocative. It's, produ- it's going to be provocative <laughs> as fuck. I love it. You're like, it's productive. No, it's provocative. Productive. Productive. So. Productive and provocative. Everyone is being provocative in their new life path. Of course. And... Horace Vandergelder finally admits that he needs Dolly in his life. But Dolly is unsure about the marriage until her late husband sends her a sign. Because remember, he has to give her away. That's right. And Vandergelder spontaneously repeats a saying of Ephraim's. Saying, money is like manure. It's not worth a thing unless it's spread about encouraging young things to grow. (gasps) He said the thing. He said the thing. He said the thing. And Horace tells Dolly life would be dull without her. And she promises in return that she'll never go away again. Never go away again. In the song, Hello Dolly, Reprise. Wow, 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 fellas. Look at the old girl now, fellas. That must have been like the hardest thing for them to film. <laughs> I'll never go. Never go away again. Fucking bastard. That's ending. Tell a dolly. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. It happened. It's, it happened. So when I saw Hello Dolly, I was very I only knew Hello Dolly the song because it, we had a quote unquote parody of it mm-hmm. at camp. It was one of our camp songs. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say parody, it wasn't funny. It was just camp specific. Yeah, yeah. So I knew the song, and then it took me it literally until watching the film to realize that I'm like, oh, she's a matchmaker. Oh, that's the point of the show. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, I just didn't know what was happening. Sure. I got <laughs> I didn't, you. Know, I I didn't you. know the meat of the show. <laughs> Honestly, I, I like I grew up watching this show with my grandmother and my mom. And like my grandmother could have been Dolly Levi. She mm-hmm. just she you remind me you have the same energy as my grandmother. I'm the matchmaker. You are the matchmaker. You could like my grandmother would pick up the phone and it would be a telemarketer and she'd make best friends with them and know her her whole the telemarketer's whole life story by the end of the conversation. It's like me at Starbucks. <laughs> Seriously. No, she can make friends with literally anybody <laughs> the and cashier know their entire ATV. story by the end of it. It takes you okay. It takes a couple of trips. It usually takes like at least the second trip for me to get the whole story. And this is gonna sound bad, but you also dress like my grandmother. I also all look like a lot like, of people's grandmothers. Apparently, you don't look like my grandmother, but you like all of the the lily stuff. That is right up my grandmother's. It's, my house is pink, green, oh, and yellow. Yeah, it's. I like to think of it as Alice in Wonderland, but. That's fine too. She just she always wore like a lot of like patterns and and wild fun colors. It's not a bad thing. This is not. She used the W word. As long as you don't use the T word, I'm happy. I love wild. Good. Wild's good. As long as it's not tacky. 
No, it's not tacky. I like my uh, my flamingo bust that That's I have. Very cute. It's like a it's like, like a deer head, like a deer a head, but it's a it's a stuffed flamingo from Target. I found it in the kids section. It works up there. I actually bought it for my mother, and she goes, "Oh, I already have that." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." My sister has the shark one. Y'all have very specific <laughs> tastes. Anyway, <laughs> just I mean the things that I have hanging up, uh, like the mirror by my door was the. Shut. It's like a my friend. My mom's friend is an artist, so she did a lot of commissions for my mom, um, and that was one of them. And we also have one that matches that, and it says "Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo," and it's a magic wand inside a shadow case. That's really cute. It's it's gorgeous. But this I wanted. Yeah, I know. I'm like, like, let me talk about my house really fast. What I was saying is, you remind me of my grandmother. I am Dolly Levi. But anyway. I used to watch this with my grandmother all the time Aww. and my mom, whenever we would go up to Canyon Lake, this was just like funny girl and this and hello Dolly were like the movies I always wanted to watch. So not my fair lady, not my fair no, lady. No, Audrey, I did just like, Babs. I did like my fair lady, but I just, it pff, Babs, duh. So can we just say like, I never really understood what a matchmaker was. And honestly, it took me until my adulthood watching this to get the full concept of what was happening. <laughs> so failure on the roof wasn't a clue. <laughs> I didn't. I, I had never actually seen Fiddler on the Roof. Oh my god! And, well, I watched it, but in bits and pieces. It was always boring to watch the movie That's until true. I was in the it's show. Long. Until I was actually in the show, I didn't see the whole thing all the way through. Didn't know what the fuck was happening. Fair. And now I love it. Fiddler's one of my favorite shows. That's the one I was like, I don't want to do this one, but I guess I could do it. But I don't know if I want to do it. And then I was in it, and I was like, Oh damn, this is a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, You're that's where I was trying to get. Huddle. Huddle. Um. Can we imagine Babs for a second as Eliza Doolittle? Oh my! <laughs> the mouth she's like, Aww. "How could I'm town just all night?" Is that that's my fair lady? Huh? I could have danced all night. Yeah. Could have danced all night. Just you white. Just you wait, Henry Eggins. Just you wait. <laughs> just, just, just you wait, Henry Eggins. Just wait. Perfect. I loved it. That's <laughs> everything I wanted in this life. Okay. You know who, what else I love in this life? Uh, it me. Incorrect. But uh, uh, half. Okay, fine. Correct. That was fifty percent of the goal. But what's the other fifty percent? It's the patrons. It's the patrons, not the patrons, but the patreons. <laughs> The Patreons. The patrons. Who, who buy our Patron. <laughs> who buy our Patron. They, um, for what it's worth, you have not bought me any Patron. We haven't no, cashed we out our We actually don't drink tequila. Mm, oh, I have a lot of tequila that obviously is full because I don't drink it. I don't drink it. Oh, that's okay. I'll get you some. It makes me black out. No thanks. <laughs> not since college. Thank you. She doesn't know what's in her cup right now. Oh, <laughs> um, oh yes, we'd like to thank our patrons for making this episode possible, as well as this podcast. Y'all rock. If you, if you would like to join our patrons, you can at patreon.com slash winesanddolls. That's wines without the H. I'm going to do this kind of like a transatlantic accent. Oh my God, do I like Barbara? I'm going to do it like Barbara. My, my mouth is going to move in weird places. I love it. He's like, I like the Twitch. Uh, if you would like to support us in other ways, you can... Press subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast. And if you are on Apple or Audible, please press the the furthest star to the right (laughs) and leave us a review. That's review for those of you who need the translation. (laughs) 
<laughs> Please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. This is why I don't go sober, y'all. Oh, it's because it's more entertaining when gorgeous. you have the alcohol. Oh, when you have the alcohol, it's ah, more entertaining. If you would like to send us an email, you can email us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. Everybody's like, shut the fuck and when you up. Find, and to find show. more information about us, go to www.winesanddolls.com. That's wines without the H. And with that, I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. And this is Ben. With lines and dolls. <laughs> <laughs>